When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Now, no better time to become a PHNX diehard, but check out right now. We've got tickets going for a takeover up in Tempe, Arizona, ASU, my friends. First come, first serve. Check out the show notes and the link in the description right there. Hop in there. We do not want the Sun Devils to be over. We want the Sun Devils to be overwhelmed by Wildcat fans. That's what we deserve. We get that because we are good and they are not. Check it out. Show notes in the description. Or uh, show no, the link is in the show notes in the description. Now, joined by Jason Shear, I am Mike Luke. Hello, Shear, how are you? What's going on, Mike? Glad All right, to see you. feeling much much better. This is the first day that I actually don't feel totally crummy, so I'm I'm good to go on this. Now, a couple things. First of all, the back the A movement has gone into the medical field. As you saw, a good uh, Jose L. Roman Jr. posted his daughter getting checked out at the pediatrician and. And Jason Shear, look at that. Uh, look at there. There was a back the A emblem. Jason Shear, this is big news for us. It is. The, I, I actually, I think I saw it before you, and I was very excited. Within yeah. seconds, we both sent it to each other. It's, it's is, a big deal. The, the, the movement is national. It will not be stopped. They always talked about like with the Re- Russian Revolution in the early 1900s, that before you knew it, it was already there. That is the back the A movement right here, Jason Shear. Nothing you, you can do about it. All right. Now. Is there? I'm I'm excited because again we got the comments coming in hot and heavy already. All right, Sheer. Big news though is Arizona basketball and Arizona football the best combination in the conference right now. I say it is conference by far. I, I don't know. I mean, Oregon would be the only one up for discussion, um, but it, you know it, it's it's probably close with that. But right now, I mean, Arizona is probably one of the the hottest programs in the nation in both. All right, and honestly, Arizona, people are asleep. I think Vegas finally caught up, or BetMGM caught up to Arizona right there. Arizona is a significant favorite against Colorado. I think this UCLA game was really kind of the uh, the nail in the coffin as far as people not thinking that Arizona was good. Arizona is legitimately good, Jason Shear. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, it, it, as Arizona fans, we have this thing where we kind of, we, we remain skeptical, and, and the media wasn't really paying attention to Arizona, but... That win over UCLA wasn't just a win. Like, they kicked UCLA's butt. And I think after that, it kind of grabbed the attention of people and was like, oh, okay, now I see uh, what what Arizona's got going on right now. All right, I have this on good sources. Good sources, Jason Shearer told you this this morning. I think we might get, be getting close 
maybe not this week, but maybe next week to Noah Fafita officially being named the starter. Five straight freshmen of the weeks. I think that's what it will take, Sheer. But you know what? Better late than never. How about that? It's really weird. I don't want to get into it too much because we've, I mean, it's just, I, I understand Jed loves Jaden and all that, but it is definitely super weird. Like if I were to ask Jed tomorrow who the starting quarterback is, he would say, we're going to decide on Saturday night. It's like, right. come on. But yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the the freshman of the week. It's basically the Noah Fafita award. Like he has locked up freshman of the year in the conference. There's no one else even in discussion. Uh, it's It's wild the way that, his momentum and everything has taken off. And, 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 you know, here's the thing. I get some people that I say, oh, well, he's not going downfield enough. I don't care if you continue to get first downs, if you continue to dissect defenses, I don't care how you do it. That's like saying, you know what? I don't like his cooking style in the kitchen, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a 10. That's where I'm at there. It's also not that awful. I, I was looking at stats the other day, and he's not – I mean, he's averaging a, a first down, a pass, a completion, basically. I was actually surprised because I was doing some stat work. You know, Shador is only at seven yards of completion. Wow. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's Noah at? I think it's like 10 or 11. Noah's Ark? Look at you. Noah's Ark right there. This is right there for all of you people out there right there. But no, this is exciting, though, because the other thing, too, is it feels sustainable. Watching Noah, it's not like he's just throwing up jump balls and T-Max coming down with them. He's moving around in the pocket. He's navigating defenses. And, you know, here's the crazy part about it, Skier. It looks kind of easy for him. I will say this. If you want to criticize him, I, I, I do think he throws too many picks overall. Like, you want to see some games where he doesn't have a pick. He's averaging a pick a game. But the thing with him is like yesterday he met with the media. One of the first things he said when he was asked a question about improvement or whatever is like, I throw too many picks. A pick a game is too much. It's all my fault. So when you listen to him, like you don't worry about him improving. Like, you know, he's going to prove and you're right. Like a lot of it is he just knows what he wants to do with the ball. And he makes – and I think we forget, too, with the picks and he'll make a bad decision or two during a game. He's still a freshman. Right. But here's here's where I'm going to push back on this a little bit. You're probably right, but I'm going to push back on this a little bit. How come when JDL throws interceptions with Jed – and again, Jed's A+. plus. So, again, these are nitpicks. But how come when JDL throws interceptions, well, you know what? That's part of the offense that we run right here. There's going to be interceptions. But if Noah throws one pick, too many picks, got to slow it down a little bit. I do not understand this. No, I agree with you, and and I don't think it's too many. I I think that the picks that that I mean, we we killed me and you at least killed Jaden for the amount of picks. But um, you know, it, it's it, I, I think the picks with Noah, like the one last week, was avoidable. Like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like his picks are him trying, or maybe you know, like the pick to cowing over the middle. It's not awful. They're not awful interceptions. Whereas. You know, we're comparing it to Jaden, who's just chucking the ball and, and hoping. Right. All right. Now, one thing about the offense, the, the talent on this offense is absolutely dizzying right now. Um, where's dare I say right here? Uh, Chief. All right. Not Chief. Uh, sorry, Andre Veris. You got me going right there. T-Mac, good for a touchdown a game. Probably going to have 12, 13 touchdowns this year. I thought Chip Kelly made a nice little remark about how he thought T-Mac was as good a wide receiver as there is in the country. Not sure that I go quite that far yet, but I'm not sure that I'm not at that point, though, either, Jason Shear. Yogi Roth had a really good question. You see, the Pac-12 postseason teams, you get two wide receivers mm -hmm. on your first team all Pac-12. I think me and you can agree, agree Roma Dunze is probably one. Agreed. 
And then it's Number got T-Mac. It's got you. I think it's T-Mac. I'm going to be very curious to see, because I assume Franklin will be in there. I'm, I'm very curious to see if T-Mac gets the credit that he deserves. Yeah, he, I put him... I put him over the in over Jalen McMillan. Um, I uh, probably him and Franklin at Oregon. Yes. That's probably the other guy. You know what? I'm going to go crazy though, and I'm going to blame Jacob Franklin for this. Is if like Elijah Badger gets it or something, that will be where I will draw the line at it though. But I I agree with you. I think T Mac's got to be first team. I I I don't think there's any question about it. Let me ask you this: What players on this team do we believe should be first team All Conference? Uh, I mean, I think Jordan Morgan. Is mm-hmm. a no doubter. No doubt. Uh, I know Velling at Oregon State has a lot of touchdowns, but Tanner's numbers are good. That's uh, that, yeah. That's yeah. going to be close. Uh, T Mac is, is a first teamer. You know where Rob- I'm. You know I'm starting to go with though, and we talked about this before. I think if you're, I think if you're Jacob Manu, you're starting to get some looks right there, Sheer. I think you're starting to get some looks. Yeah, I was looking at that also. He's second in the conference in tackles behind Easton Mascarenas at Oregon State. Great I was man, looking at right. some of the, the tackle numbers, and and they're wild. Right. Uh, like the, the leader in the nation in tackles uh, uh, is at ODU. He has 136. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I'm looking to the side. There's literally a family of quails walking along my wall right now. I was going to say, are, there, are, are you safe? I hope so. The dogs are in the backyard. Hear that? There they go. Oh, yeah. There we go. We're dog friendly on this show. We actually like the dogs more than you at points. They just saw the quails. So right. we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm telling you, Jacob Manu, though, you got to start looking at him, I think, as being uh, right there in contention here. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and look, <laughs> I, I think the Colorado game is going to be closer than people think, but there's going to be some defensive numbers put up in that thing. Like, it is very possible Jacob Manu has like, 10 tackles and two and a half sacks on Saturday and Taylor Upshaw hits 10 sacks for the season. And Upshaw's uh, becoming a wild card. I agree with you. You got more, you got more high profile guys. Totally get that. You got Trice, you got the UCLA dude, but if Arizona continues to win and Upshaw finishes with like 11 sacks, he at least has to be considered right there. Sheer. I think he'll go second team I, because you got to think Latu is going to make it. And then Ellis at Utah right. is going to make it. But when was the last time Arizona had a defensive end that is even like we're talking about as first right. or second team possibilities? All right. What's well, also frustrating if anytime you're frustrated by watching something, though, you might say to yourself, hmm, OGs, that's where it's at. Check out our friends at OGs brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check out, check them out across all socials at OGs brands and online at ogsbrands.com. To find them at a local dispensary near you, you must be 21 years or up and enjoy responsibly the fruits, the red apple, the watermelon, the peach. Ben White likes all of these right here. And if Ben White likes all of them, you should like them as well. Also, BetMGM right here, my friends. BetMGM. Sheer and I were telling you all offseason, take the over. Were we not, Sheer? I'm not lying. That was a big dub for us. I mean, we nailed that with three games to spare. Let's, let's give ourselves a ton of credit here. And we did it last year as well. Remember when the line was two and a half and we're like, get out of here, man. We're going five. We uh, don't want to say we are beacons of knowledge in an uncertain time right now. This is uh, I think that's where we're at. We agree. It's crazy how far behind Arizona Vegas is. 
It eight, really, and one, eight and one against the spread this year. It really is. But you know what? BetMGM, either way, check it out right now. BetMGM, uh, bet 10 to get $200. Here's the cool thing. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Now let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk about, all right, Jonah Coleman, Andre Veris, Jonah Coleman's a year away from this right now. There are too many good running backs in the conference. Bucky Irving's going to be right there. Um, like Jonah Coleman a lot, but he's not, uh, he's not first team yet. I don't just don't think he has the numbers. All right. Sure. Do you want to, uh, do you want to touch on why Justin Flo didn't play much against UCLA? I mean, this, this isn't about my guy, Jay Henley or, or girl guy, whatever. Uh, it's, a lot of people ask this, and it's like, look, Arizona held UCLA to one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Who cares who played, right? right. And, and I think I think part of it is that UCLA does a lot of motion and a lot of stuff with their running backs, and they just don't trust Flo to, to cover. And I'll be honest, I don't think Flo plays a lot on Saturday either because it's, it, it's because Colorado doesn't huddle very often, and, and they do a lot of things out of the backfield with their running back. I mean, I'd, I would expect a lot of dollar package, and I don't think Flo is going to play much on Saturday. All right, let's talk Colorado right here, and then we'll get back. And don't worry, we're going to talk some Arizona Duke as well, and we're going to preview that in depth tomorrow. Sheer does not know this, but he is coming back on the show tomorrow again. So again, there you've been informed of this, Sheer, instead of your text message saying, hey, can you come on? There we go. That's. But you know what? Sheer has broad shoulders for a reason right there. You look at me, I'm a pencil neck. You look at Sheer, he got broad shoulders. That's because he's carrying Mike Luke around everywhere. This is true. All right. Now, Colorado. Um, I like the Dion hire. I still like the Dion hire, but we're starting to see some uh, cracks in the armor right now. I don't like it all what he did firing his, or reassigning his offensive coordinator who left a head coaching job to take that job. I also don't like throwing your entire offensive line under the bus and saying that your son should essentially win the Heisman. These are things that don't age well, Sheer. Well, here's the thing. Like when he was, when Colorado was three and zero or whatever it is, the one thing I kept saying was, "I'm very curious what happens when this team loses mm-hmm. because they're going to lose eventually." And basically, what happened is Dion just started throwing dudes under the bus. And look, Sean Lewis is not going to be at Colorado next year. We would right. assume he will be one of the hottest offensive coordinator names in the country. Right? Like he is super well respected. Everyone thinks he's a good coach, good guy. And then not only that, but you you promote Pat Shermer. Right. Like that's the dude that you choose because you want to run the ball a little bit more. But then you want to run the ball more and you're telling everyone how bad your offensive line is and, and how good Shador is, but his offensive line can't – it's it's bad. You can't do this in college. You probably can't do it in the NFL, but in college you cannot. Like these are kids, and I can only imagine how they feel – you know, there was that, that video the other day that Colorado does of the practice and all that, right. and it's with Dion yelling at everyone, we have no energy. Well, yeah, you have no energy. You just told everyone they suck. 
and that's that's where I'm at too. There is a difference between coaching men and coaching kids. Um, these are still kids at the end of the day. And I really had a problem with what he said about how my son should uh, should win the Heisman for the way the offensive line is. That's I'm sorry, bro. That's not on the uh, that's not on the offensive coordinator that you got a crummy offensive line. Why not fire the defensive coordinator then? Because your defense stinks as well. Yeah, the defense is super. It's weird. And he said yesterday. Like my son is a as a pro that happens to be playing college football, and it's like, like, oh come on, man! I think Shador is good, but you don't say stuff like that. You just don't like Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Those guys don't say. They say, look, like our team's really good. Right. It can't happen without the O line. It can't happen without the wide receivers. Like stuff like that. It, it's just like Arizona has pros, but right? They're not dead fishes and saying like this guy's super good, but man, these other guys suck. Yeah, and, and that's where I just don't think you get it. Also, talk about a few Missy Vals. Now, again, I don't think they miss Montana. Again, uh, I'm sure quality kid, but he yes. ain't playing. A, he ain't playing in Colorado. I'll tell you one thing though. I bet they wish they had Taylor Upshaw. <laughs> that one. So no one, no one can give me the full story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a Missy Val. Yeah, but remember, he was there. Yeah, like it, it sounds like it, it sounds like basically Colorado didn't play him very much in the spring and said, you're going to be like a third down pass rusher. And Upshaw was just like, no, I'm not. Right. Can you imagine Have you look at these players. Yeah. Like Upshaw in Colorado would be such a significant improvement. Like that would be worth games. Right. Like multiple games being won. And so. He, I'm, I'm very curious to see how he plays Saturday because he is not hiding the fact that he's been counting down the days until this game. Well, and he made a, uh, oh no, I was actually, I was on the Michigan boards uh, the other day because again, I have no life and uh, that's what I do when I have no life. But, um, they were saying too, they were talking a little bit about Taylor Upshaw and they said, listen, man, if he was good enough to play at Michigan, he's certainly good enough to play at Colorado and so that was a that was a massive missy vowel, I think, by um, by Deion Sanders right there. Now, I will say this. And Joseph, you're very you're, you're true about this. You guys are acting like you're meeting Dion for the first time ever. That's fair. I get all that. But here's where I was at least intrigued by Dion. And again, I still if I'm Colorado, I still make the hire every day of the week because it's that or it's somebody like Carlton Durrell or, or Carlton Durrell, Carlton Durrell. <laughs> or it's somebody like that. But I liked how he carried himself in the first five or six games. He wasn't just doing the Mike Stoops thing where he was just yelling just to yell or spitting on players just, you know, because the saliva is going every which way. It looked like there was a method to what he was doing. Now it just looks like he's grasping at straws because he can't handle the fact that his team isn't very good. Well, the thing is that you also got to realize with the transfer portal and, and Bud Elliott, the 24 seven, one of our national guys makes a good point of this. Like everyone was saying, Oh, we got this guy from the portal, this guy from the portal. Well, these guys were not playing at their schools. Right. And so you're basically like, it's, it's what I say. Arizona's evaluation skills are need to be talked about more. Cause like Bill Norton didn't play at Georgia and he comes in Hunter Big Eccles, big guess. Get it right, Big Bill Norton. Go ahead. Hunter Eccles did not play at USC mm-hmm. uh, in Cabin, and yeah, there's going to be misses. Like Taylor Upshaw was good at Michigan, but he didn't play a ton. Um, and you and you go down the line, and yeah, like Daniel Humili for this season at least is probably a miss, right? Go, about Gunnar Maldonado, 
Yeah, like Gunnar Malden. I mean, you go down the line and like their evaluation skills are really good. But then you look at Colorado and they went and got these guys and like there's levels. Like just because you're good at like Kent State doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be really good at Colorado. Is that a shot at Sean Lewis right there, Jason Shear? No, I, I like Sean Lewis. I think it's I complete too. trash. What right. you know, Sean Lewis. This guy left a head coaching job. Right. A head coaching job to be your OC and you demote him after seven games when your offense was awesome and had what? Two bad games. Right, right. Exactly. And on top of that, what is he supposed to do? Go out there? An offensive line, as you know, is not something you can just fix in your first year. There's I, what did you what did you want him to do? Look how far Arizona's offensive line came. Is Brennan Carroll all of a sudden a good coach? Right. Like he was a good coach when he got here. It's just like, is Johnny Manson all of a sudden in, in one offseason, he became amazing? No, it, it's about talent. You need talent. If you ask Johnny Nansen and you said, what's the biggest difference with your defense? He wouldn't say it was him. He said, oh, we brought in players. Right. You can't you can't win in college football with bad players. It cannot be done. All right. Now, real quick, all the, uh, the BetMGM parlay. How about this? This is a, called a precursor to a little bit of Duke talk right here. But I am going to take Arizona uh, I'm going to take Arizona to cover against Colorado and Arizona with the points against Duke. What say you, Jason Shear? What say you, my friend? I'm very conflicted, mm-hmm. as you know, about the Colorado game. I think you're it's going to be close. You're not back in the A, I can tell. I think, I don't know, it's tough because, I don't know, it's tough. You think, you think like Shelby thinks, Arizona's going to kick the crap out of Colorado. Here's right? what's going to happen with Shear. I can guarantee you, here's how the text messages will go. <laughs> Arizona will get I, I can see, see Arizona losing or blowing out Colorado. Here's what's going to happen. I guarantee this. Arizona will be down 13 to 10 after the first quarter, and Shear will send his group text and say, told you guys, trap game, Arizona's going to lose. Then Arizona's going to go up like two touchdowns, and he'll say, well, could have seen this one coming as well. Shear, you're going to cover both of yourselves right there. You're going to cover uh, both butts. It's a very, it's a very, I, I almost wouldn't touch the Colorado game. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I had to, I, I would probably pick Colorado to cover. I think Duke's going to be favored by three. That's tough, too. Yeah. Tough games, man. Yeah. But you know what? When you back the A, though, you're going to be in a lot of tough games at this point. I mean, I mean, are we kind of at the point? Oh, Aaron Torres just messaged me right now. Let's see what the great Aaron Torres has to say. All right. Look at this. Hold on, Aaron Torres. You know what? If you text me during the game, ah, Aaron Torres, look who's on with him. Oh, my guy. Rich Rod. Rich Rod. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Good stuff right there. And he just said, back the A. Aaron Torres, very good guy. We got to get him back on. uh, Got to get him back on. Okay, now, back to Arizona, though. What also is intriguing to me about Arizona is that there's no real weak links on this team. Look at it from the DBs to the linebackers to the D-line to the O-line to the running backs receivers. Skier, where are you actually going to attack Arizona? Yeah, there's not that one clear area where you say, okay, we're going to – it used to be Gunner. Let's just be honest. It used to be we're going to attack Gunner. My bad, Gunner. In My the bad. last, what is it, five games at this point, he's he's been really good. Um, bad, so that's Gunner. down. Uh, maybe, you know, you say if you have smaller receivers like Oregon State did, you could probably get open a little bit because Arizona has such big corners. But Colorado doesn't really have super small receivers. So maybe if your personnel allows it, there's some mismatches. But generally speaking, there there really isn't. 
All right. Now, Aaron Torres just said, what did I do? And I said, no, we just shouted you out for uh, having Rich Rod on. Um, yeah, no, it's a good thing. Um, now, uh, Sheer, real quick. When was the last time you went to Circle K? Because I went to Circle K today. Uh, yesterday. I went yesterday. What did you yes. get? Oh, you I got, got cast? Yeah. Now, have you thought about joining the inner circle yet? I'm in the inner circle. Damn right, you're in the inner circle. Oh, Tony Jones, back the A, my friend. All right, join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. All right, we got to talk about the future of Jedfish right here. Now, sheer doom and gloom, sky is falling. You know, oh man, if NAU comes after Jed, he's got to continue, he's got to consider that, doesn't he? I say no. I say that we worry about Jed after next season. Here's why. Jed is still, and again, he's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But again, still has a losing record here at the U of A. One really good season, obviously. I don't know that that moves the needle at a place like Florida or Michigan yet. You know what moves the needle at a place like Florida or Michigan? Another year like this. Shear, I expect him back. I think we're going to worry about this after next season, Jason Shear. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been any conversations. With, with any success, his name's going to come up. Uh, there's going to be multiple. I mean, Johnny Nansen's name's going to come up. Brennan, Jimmy Doherty's name is going to come up. That's just natural. That That's the price of success. Um, Florida, I don't think, is firing Billy Napier. That'd be wild for them to do in the second year or whatever right. it is with how much money they spent. I mean, are there jobs you're concerned about? Yeah. Is Arizona going to have to give him a raise? Yeah. But is it like some imminent thing everyone should be freaking out about? No, right. it's not. There's, there's no indication as of now that he's leaving. If he goes and he goes 9-3 and three and wins a bowl game, is he going to probably get some interviews? Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope he gets some interviews, but hey, he deserves uh, them. Right. We just we don't know yet, and and it's not. I'll say this: it's not like Jed is looking to leave. Right. For sure. Uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Jed, I think, no, you and I both heard that Jed is very optimistic about this team's future in the Big 12. This is true. Jed, and this is coming from people very close to him. Jed believes that he can have Arizona as an elite football program in the Big 12. Yes. And you know what? All right. Now, let's talk about Johnny Nansen here a little bit because these are good questions coming up. Um, Johnny Nansen, here's where I'm at with Johnny Nansen. He is definitely going to be a, there's going to be a market for Johnny Nansen this year. Um, obviously, you want Johnny Nansen back, but Dwayne Keene is a heck of a fallback option if something were to happen there, Sheer, no matter what you said this offseason. Here's the thing with Johnny, too. Like, he knows Jed was the first guy to hire him as a coordinator. Right. Uh, he He's not just going to go to some random place and be a coordinator. Like, I don't think USC would hire him. I'm sure they'll interview him, but I don't think they'll hire him. I don't think he's a sexy enough name. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's I, I think it's a very good chance Nansen is the defensive coordinator here uh, next year. But again, price of success. Like the other day, Bruce Feldman had a podcast or whatever, and he mentioned Jimmy Doherty and Brendan Carroll for San Diego and San Diego State. I mean, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world right there. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Doherty has a San Diego history. He would probably be a good hire. It's, again, price to success. Arizona, I would be very surprised if it brought back its entire coaching staff next season. All right, now we're going to get to Arizona Duke here in a second. But uh, where do you see JDL a year from now? Sheer believes he's going to be at Hawaii. I believe that that is the last place that uh, JDL would be. Sheer, you want to stick by what you said? You and Brian J. Peterson both said you think he'll be in Hawaii. Explain why you think he'll be in Hawaii. Uh, just because it would be funny. I don't actually know if he'll be at Hawaii. It would be super funny, though. Uh, I don't see I bet you it's like a Fresno State, UNLV type of deal. 
Yeah, Boise State, something like that. I could see that. All right, now, Travis Hunter versus Ephesians Prize Sock. That is a very, very fun matchup right there. Also, Prize Sock's another dude. That guy's going to be on a lot of all-conference teams uh, preseason next year there, Skier. Dude, I'll go the other way. Travis versus T-Mac. I mean, that's going to be crazy. That is, yeah. That Wow, I hadn't even thought about that one. Yeah, they have played each other. If you go on YouTube... They played each other in the Polynesian Bowl, I believe, and really, really went Travis out. Travis Hunter's Polynesian? You don't uh, when you when you're the number one player in the country, you're Polynesian for a day. Wow! I, I again, you know what? I guess I'm just not good at that. But I would have never, uh, I never would have thought <laughs> Travis Hunter is Polynesian. Oh, Kilroy Lithium on the board right there. Um, hey, how about Jordan McLeod? We got to give J Max some real credit there. This has been a really cool story for what he's been doing. Have you seen his numbers? Yeah, they're insane. 22 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, he's run for yardage. He's good. I, and he's a good dude. Like, everyone likes him. Uh, we're, yeah. We're happy for him. Yeah, I'm happy for Jordan. Yeah, that was wild, too. Like, I remember when he came in and w- after dealing with uh, Gunnar Cruz, and all of a sudden it looked like we had a combination of Vince Young at Texas and Michael Vick at Virginia Tech compared to what we had right there. Very happy for Jordan McLeod. You know a QB situation is bad when your quarterback throws five picks and you're like, you know what? That's the guy. <laughs> That's the dude right there. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy we want. All right. So we're going to talk more Arizona football. We're going to get Shears' prediction. Shears probably going to pick Colorado to win. I'm just uh, just saying that right there. So now Arizona, Duke. We also got to talk Arizona, Morgan State. Shear. This is definitely the Tommy Gunn's best team. Um, it is so much different. You actually had a good tweet, just like you actually like Jamino, about how the backcourt is light years more impressive than it was last year. Light years. It's just significantly different. I mean, I even asked Tommy, I said, what, is that something you just went out and said, I I'm, need to get guys that can actually get to the rim? Because right. it's just... It's not only guys that can get to the rim. They want to get to the rim. Like, they embrace contact. It's Caleb Love embraces contact. Jaden Bradley, K.J. Lewis, if you hit them, they're cool with it. Like, right. whatever, I'll go to the free throw line. Um, again, I'm tired of talking about Kirk Creesa, but we have to bring him up. He didn't want contact. He wanted right. nothing to do with it. Even Courtney Ramey, we thought he would more, but he wanted nothing to do with it. It makes your team significantly better when you have guards that are willing to take contact at the rim and go to the free throw line. You know what also makes your game incredibly better? Shady Rays, my friend. All right. So I was wearing Shady Rays. I went out to get some food last night and wore some Shady Rays right there. The only thing cooler than the food at Vero Amori was the Shady Rays. Here's the deal. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Now, now, one other thing right here, and then we're going to get into Duke. Empire. All right. You might say, what is Empire? A great question right there. Empire is the spot. Uh, Here's where you go. With Empire Today, you get to shop at home, convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. It's the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but Empire Today can't be beat on quality, service, and speed. Schedule a free in-home installation today. All listeners can receive $350 off discount when they uh, use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empire.com backslash PHNX for details. All right, we got to talk about Dylan Anderson right here, and then we're going to get to Duke. Sheer, 
My name was drugged through the mud on your message boards. I have been the biggest Dylan Anderson fan out there. His family and Frank Caliendo will uh, will vouch for this. Sheer clear my name right now. Yeah, uh, it's just one big joke to you, Mike. I have so much respect for Dylan Anderson. No, uh, guys, it, Mike loves Dylan. He talks to the family, big Frank Caliendo. It's not a joke. It's just Mike's personality. That's how I am. And by the way, John Stribling, this is not fair at all. This is a cheap shot. Is a secret love child of Kirk Walters. He is not. That is not fair. I've told you my Kirk Walters story, right? Let's hear it. I'm all for Kirk Walters stories. So I think we all know what a basketball player or a football player wants in their official visit, right? Mm -hmm. Party and some, you know, extracurricular. So Kirk Walters is scheduling his official visit and the coaches host a meeting like, guys, you can't go party. And he doesn't want girls. So they literally like sit in and they go to a movie and then he commits. Did he go to Sabino Canyon? Yeah. It was like, I've never heard of a recruit saying, I don't want the girls or the parties. I just want to kind of hang out guys. Who is the guy on your board? Like from like 15 years ago, that would always say tall, like a Saguaro. Do you remember Uh, that? Gert. Gert, Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He's around. He's around. Yeah. See him. See him. Um, But uh, all right. Now, Caleb Love. Arizona definitely did not have anybody like Caleb Love. I am glad that Caleb Love is on our side going into Cameron Indoor Stadium there, Jason Shear. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say the, the only concern, and I'm not concerned, but the only concern would be if he goes like, I'm back at Duke, I'm going to show these guys. You know what I mean? Right. And at North Carolina, I, I think that would be a bigger concern. At Arizona, I, I don't think Tommy would let that happen. Um, but it is, it is cool. I mean, it is, it is legitimately like Caleb love transfers and then he's still back at Duke. You know, he's, he's dying to play there. Uh, it's a cool story. I mean, there's, there's a lot of storylines. That's a storyline. Kylan balls over Jared McCain. They were high school teammates. That's a storyline. Uh, it's going to be a, a very fun game. Patrick Stark. We appreciate you. I need as much support as I can get. You are the man. Thank you very much, my friend Kilroy. Which one was tree? That was Alex Jacobson. All right. Arizona is going into Duke. And I think Arizona has got a lot of advantages right here. First of all, I think they got more experience than Duke. You got Umar Ballo, leader of men. You got Keisha Johnson. Then you got Caleb Love right there. That has certainly been in this spot before. Like you said, Kylan Boswell obviously has some connections with Duke players as well. This is a game where I think that Arizona in the backcourt and the frontcourt matches up very favorably with Duke, especially early in the season, Jason Shearer. Yeah, I, I think they're very even teams. I, I don't know if I would say that. I mean, it's it's tough, Mike, because like when you look at it, like it's Proctor and Boswell. Who do you give the advantage to? That's fair, right? And then like Jeremy Roach and Caleb Love. I'll give you I'll give you Love there, but um, it's it's interesting. Like I I I don't think there's a position that Duke is clearly better at. And I don't think there's a position that Arizona is clearly, but I think these are two very, very evenly matched teams. Yes, I will go with that. And I'll take that going into Cameron Indoor Stadium right there, my friend. I'll take that. And I think this is where also having guys like Keyshaw Johnson is going to help Arizona out immeasurably because he's been there. Nobody's going to push him around. Let's be honest. Last year's team would have been pushed around by uh, by Duke um, going into Cameron. Tabellis. Kerr, not good matchups against Duke. Different players, different system there, my friend. Yeah, it's it. it, it I it, you know someone asked uh, who is it? Cord Lopez asked, 
who's going to guard Filipowski. Like that's the big one to me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't think Umar, and, and that's why you bring in a guy like Keshad Johnson. And, and, and I know there's a big size difference, but the athleticism isn't a huge difference. Uh, Ryan Young to me, isn't that good. I'm putting Keshad on Filipowski and, Umar on Ryan Young, and and I'm seeing what happens. All right, Tyler Broker. Yes, yes, yes. My bad, my bad, my bad, Pella. Pella is the X Factor. I'm very excited to see Pella Udifo popping in here as well right here, uh, uh, right at the right time. Pella, uh, I think Pella is definitely, uh, his strengths are definitely accentuated on this team. Pella can finish. Pella can defend. And uh, Pella can make the open shot. Pella's got other players that can, I think, uh, supplement, you know, a little bit of the lack of ball handling. I'm going to go on record and say I look for a nice, nice season for Pella Larson right there. And I expect a lot of apologies from myself to Pella Larson right there. I'm going to go one further, Mike. I don't think Duke has a guy that matches up well with Pella Larson. Wow. I like Caleb, Foster, Caleb Foster cannot guard Pella if Pella's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sean Stewart, but Sean Stewart's a big guy. That's well, the that, matchup, actually, that Arizona could take advantage of. Yes, and I think not only does Arizona can take advantage of it, again, Pella, when, this is a very underrated aspect of Pella's game because a lot of times people look at, uh, well, let's just be honest there. They look at the white guy and they're like, hey, I can't finish. Pella you. You're the one that says that. No, no. My criticism, that is not fair. That is slander of epic proportions. My only problem with Pella is that he can't dribble and I don't like the set shot. All right, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. But but he's a tough dude. He's definitely not a weenie at all. And on top of that, um, again, I think he just fits in very nicely with this year's team. And I think Tommy Lloyd, after two years of promising Naismith finalist for Pella Larson, might be onto something right here, Jason Shearer. Wow. Did you just call Pella a first team All American? No, Tommy Lloyd did last year. That's I, I heard you call him. Remember what Pella did to Indiana last year? That's true. That's very true. Pella He's was doing it again on Friday. He's doing it way, again on Friday, Mike. We need to make fun of the Big Ten real quick, uh, really quickly here. I will go to my deathbed making fun of Big Ten. And Oregon State fans, if you're out there, no, I didn't have anything to do with the Big Ten taking Pac-12 teams. Believe it or not, nobody in the Big Ten knows who I am, nor do they care who I am. But just because they took teams from here doesn't mean that the Pac-12 probably wasn't ready to go. That being said, this is gross basketball. Purdue, or, uh, excuse me, Michigan State loses. Uh, Purdue does nothing for me come tournament time. Sheer, we're going to have to hear all season about how great the Big Ten is. And you know what it is? Uh, yeah, the Big Ten. Oh, it's gross, man. I will say this. Are, are, we, are we talking just strictly basketball? Well, we, we, can go to, we can go to football in a second, but let's talk I mean, basketball. It's, it's the same thing every year. Like, they're going to – and I realize that they're they're a talented conference, top to bottom, whatever. But every time one of those teams runs into a fast or athletic team, they lose. And it's just like football, too. It happens with football. Now, here, I, you and I were going back and forth on this. Yes, basketball stinks. It's a lot of – here's the thing, like with Purdue. You had four guys that looked like me and Shear – and uh, Zach Eady out there. Well, guess what? That didn't work come tournament time right there. Um, but right there. But I will say this. When it comes to football, Ohio State is generally the one exception that I will give you for football. Here's what I don't get. We keep hearing about Michigan. Michigan has played Rutgers eight straight t- weeks. We keep hearing this is the same Michigan team that 
couldn't keep up with TCU's speed last year. Why are people saying that Michigan is so good at football this year, Jason Shear? Because they haven't lost. Yeah, That's really all it is. They haven't played anyone either. I completely agree. And, like, it's weird because, like, who has Oregon played too? Like, Oregon football's played Washington and they lost. Right. Right? It, it's very weird. And I'm not knocking. I think Oregon is just as good as Michigan. I'm just saying the top of college football is, is really weird this season. But, yeah, I mean, it, who's Michigan slated to play right now in the college football playoff? And on top of that, uh, Washington, which has a much better resume – than Michigan. The resumes aren't even close. Washington's beat Oregon. They've beaten Arizona. Hard to believe that this is now a uh, a gauntlet win for uh, them. But also, you beat SC. I, gr- I get SC isn't great. Uh, but Washington has a way better resume than Michigan. So Michigan would play uh, Georgia. Oh, they'll get annihilated. Yeah, Georgia would be kill Michigan. Yeah, and then we're going to have to sit here and say, wow, man, didn't see that one coming. No, we did see that one coming. Um, By the way, let's see here. Uh, Lori Saldana right there. Uh, Great name, by the way. Uh, Arizona's flying out today, so they will be ready Friday. I agree with you right there. I definitely agree with you right there. Oh, Robert Madrill, this is why we rely on people like yourself, because you guys are smarter than me. Duke doesn't have an answer for Philly B. Let's talk about Philly B here for a second. You want to make I'm another about, bet? I'm about to say over, yes. Over under, over under six and a half minutes for Philly B on Friday. Oh, I'll, I'll come on. I'm going under on that one. Let's not get it. You're not playing six and a half minutes. Come on. But you know you're going to lose that bet to me about with Conrad Martinez. No, I really think I'm going to win it. All right. Conrad here's Conrad. Did you hear him after the end of the game? I don't the, other night? the bet is Conrad, who has Conrad. The bet is who has more points in their U of A career, Philly B or Conrad Martinez. This is not even close here. The, this bet, the bet was more minutes. All right, still Philly B. No, 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 Conrad. All right. I can't believe I'm yes, Utifo popping in right here. All right, we're gonna get to Oregon in a second because he is half minutes. He has slapped me around. We got to talk about one of the best posters on your board. He has slapped me around with Oregon the last two years. And each year I say it's going to be different. And each year it's not. We're going to talk Oregon here in a second. But Philly B, I'm kind of at the stage with Philly B where I do believe that he's going to play some meaningful minutes before his career is done. But not this Friday. Definitely not this Friday. If he's playing on a serious note, I'm very curious. Does, Does how much does Philly B play? How much does uh, Morauskas play on Friday? Like that? I don't see either one of them playing. I don't either. Krebus, is he ready for 20 minutes right away at Duke? We'll find out. Well, you said, remember, you said on the show earlier in the year, you said that he was going to play 25 to 28 minutes per game, and I had yeah, to bring you like, down. You are like, Krebus is going to play 35 minutes a game. I was like, no, Mike, calm yeah. down. Yes, but Krebus, let's talk Krebus for a second because – He's going to be a problem. Crevis is the epitome of that uh, of that guy that Gonzaga gets that works on his game for a year and then becomes a monster. Um, he's going to be the starting center next year for as long as he's here, hopefully next to Dylan Anderson at power forward. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, really fun to watch. Big dude. Like, I don't think you realize how big he is until you see him in person. He is a monster, and he's got a, a soft touch. He probably has a jumper. Um, that people haven't seen yet. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a game this season on national TV or whatever where Krevis just dominates. And people are like, who the hell is that kid? Like, I yeah. it, I could absolutely see it coming. 
All right, now Gila River, Gila River Resorts and Casino right here. You might have said, Mike, where's the read for Gila River? Well, here I am. I'm here to help right here. All right, at, at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, no one does it better. They offer an authentic and immersive experience right here. You can do, you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playgila.com for more details. Again, you'll be high rolling, fine dining, uh, lounging poolside, living large at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, and they've set a high bar. Basically, it's like partying with Jason Shear every Friday, except you're at a much cooler spot. That's how cool it is. Um, all right. Now, Andre Veras says, Crevis uh, is dominating Edie. Book it. Now, you're on record, Shear, saying that Ballo is eating Edie alive. Umar's going to dominate Edie, and then when Edie's on the roof, Crevis is going on the ropes. Crevis is going to come in and finish the job. So basically, he's going to have him. Uh, he's going to have uh, George Foreman on the ropes, and then you're bringing in Joe Frazier for the last knockout punch. That's what you're saying, right there, Sheer. Absolutely. All right. Yes. All right. Real quick about Oregon. Um, Oregon to me is. A- <laughs> Well, there's a segue for you. Oregon to me is fascinating because in Folly Dante is really, really good. Um, I, I deserve to be beaten up by Arizona fans right here. He's the best big man in the conference. Do you disagree? Do you agree? Sure. For now. All right. I, I don't I don't agree. I think Umar is. Go you think Umar, you think Umar is better than uh in Folly Dante? I think uh, it's hard to say because their roles are different. Like no one on Oregon rebounds, and there was a hundred missed shots. In that game, so he gets twenty-one rebounds. So yeah, sure, we could. It's tough. It's oh, tough. oh, hey, uh, Derek Pivko backing the A from Aruba, my friend. Very, yes. very, yes. yeah, very nice right here. Guess who's not in Aruba? Me and Sheer. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, but we are both. We both like it. We both think Arizona matches up very, very well with Duke, though. This is true. Uh, yes, I'm very excited. Also, ASU basketball is on today, Mike. Oh, what time? Oh, great. Oh, let's make fun of ASU for a second. What time do you play? ASU, Mississippi State. Also, I'm warning Arizona fans, there's a solid chance that Florida Atlantic loses today already. What uh, What time? Back to ASU. What time does ASU play? Uh, uh, they are at 7.30 p.m. Uh-huh. What channel? It's not on a channel. It's on. It's a barstool game. Can you send me a link or something then? Yeah, I'll get the link. All right, Udafo. Um, I agree with the first two. I do not see Philly playing minutes on Friday, but again, I think uh, Philly you, gets minutes. All right, so I think we Philly go, gets five minutes. You go, wow. Oh, so then you must think the Conrad's playing minutes then. Well, in blowout action, I think Philly goes in when Arizona's up twenty. <laughs> okay, all right. No, Philly plays. Philly absolutely plays. Five minutes though. Oh, I'm back in the A from Alaska right here. Man, again, the movement is national. Oh, Jacob Franklin just messaged me. Jacob Franklin, hop in here for a second. I know you can't. Um, I will check this game out, though. Let's make fun of ASU for a second. As great as Arizona is right now in football and basketball, that's how bad ASU is in football and basketball. We will make fun of ASU, and we will joke on them accordingly. Sure, we deserve this moment in the sun. I didn't realize this. Do you know that ASU plays Oregon the week before Arizona? Really? That could be the the that could be it. They may not have a court like I'd almost oh. bench Borgay just to make sure he's healthy for the Arizona game. Well, also Conover is in. I thought that I've saw Conover in high school once. I thought he was in an NAU level quarterback. That's the is that the quarterback now for ASU? Uh I think it, I think uh Borgay's gonna be fine. This weekend, but Conover literally has the worst QB rating in the entire nation. 
You and I, uh, I was not when Conover was coming back to ASU. I was thinking this has very much of a Gunner Cruz type feel for the Sun Devils. Yeah, we both. That was a weird pickup. That was one of those. Oh, I'm just going to add this guy because he's from Arizona, not because he's good. Uh, correct. On offense, how many players from ASU play for it? Played Arizona. Badger, and that's it. Yeah, Conyers maybe. Conyers maybe, but I don't think he's as good as Team or uh, the real Team Mac or the the real Team Mac. I don't. He's definitely yeah. not as good as Team Mac. And I do believe that I said this before the season that uh, Tanner McLaughlin was also better than Jalen Conyers, and I think you actually scoffed at me, Jason Shear. No, no, no. I am. I you can ask Tanner himself. I'm number one in the Tanner uh, fan club. All right. Well, you know what? You can have Tanner. I'll take Les Fafita and uh, Jamari Phillips' father. I will take those people and Dylan Anderson's father. That's for you, Rooster Fish. Um, <laughs> so, on that note, Sheer, where can they find you doing all your stuff and where you could probably find me as well? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com. We're running a 50% off an annual subscription for the next 48 hours uh, at Jason Sheer on Twitter and then the Wildcat Scoop podcast which I've never been invited on to, and I probably will not be invited on to. <laughs> you know what? I can only give so much love to so many people. That's, that's the best way I can put it. All right. Jashir's going to be back tomorrow, 1030. Then remember, we got post-game Duke. We got post-game Colorado. The great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. Really, uh, really a quick story about Jacob Franklin. Jacob got me excited because I wish Jacob would talk more. Um, but Jacob said he got a new uh, – he got a new uh, – um, Camera got me excited that he was going to start coming on more. And guess what? He reverted right back to the non-camera. I know what you're up to, Mr. Franklin. And that's why ASU is going to continue to struggle. I, know what you're I up was to. hoping for a Jacob Franklin ASU breakdown today. Uh, I, Jacob Franklin, that is, we are calling on the great Jacob Franklin tomorrow. That sheer, that is a great, we will get a post-game wrap-up from Jacob Franklin tomorrow. Jacob, you don't get out of this one. Here, let me just show everybody what Jacob looks like right now. This is, uh, this is unacceptable. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, though, everybody out there really appreciate you putting up with our nonsense. You guys are absolutely fantastic <laughs> for Jason Shear and the faceless Jacob Franklin. I am merely Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.